Kaiju FM. Come find your niche. Welcome to By the Mash Tun, a podcast by a couple of nerds where we brew some beer, drink some beer, and have a nice little chat about some beer. I'm Mike Harrison Wood. I'm Carl Noble. How are you doing, Carl Noble? I'm all right, thanks. How are you? Yeah. You've been yeah, at I'm work, good. haven't you? Yeah. How how was it? Yeah, it works good. Yeah? Yeah. No, I am genuinely enjoying working at a brewery a lot. It's good fun. Uh, it's It's often... Physically demanding, but it is always rewarding. And, I mean, to be honest, like those jobs tend to be quite rewarding. Physically demanding jobs, I find. Yes. Because you get home and you just get on the set and you're like, oh, God, yeah, that's really good. Like, <laughs> but there's there's a lot to think about as well. So there, it's, it's there, not, yeah, it's not one of those switch off your mind and just get on with it jobs. It's, yeah, it's everything. It's well, lovely. I have also been brewing today. Oh, yeah, it's true. It yeah. is. It's true. It's smelling lovely. I know, right? It's absolutely fantastic. Um, so this is a recipe that I did um, quite a while ago with one of my friends, Matt Grigg. Mm. Um, we did... Well, I came up with an idea of making a caramel chocolate shortbread stout. Ooh. But I wanted mm. it to be really quite rich and strong, so yeah. it's gonna. Yeah, yeah. It, so it's imperial, so it's gonna. It's gonna end up being uh, probably about ten and a half to eleven percent, I reckon, nice. by the time it's done. So yeah, it's gonna be very, very tasty. Mm. Lots going on in yeah. in that little drink. Yeah. Um, so I mean, one of the questions that you said to me um, just before we started recording is. <laughs> What's the Imperial stand for? Well, what is Imperial? Uh, what right. Is, what does it do? So uh, on my researchy uh, time, mm. um, I found that Imperial, or at least the term Imperial, uh, was used in like the 1800s uh, for beer, usually stout, um, that was brewed in England and then shipped to Russia, specifically mm. the Imperial Court of Russia. Okay. Uh, so the hops malts used during the brewing are doubled or sometimes tripled. Yeah. Um and the resultant beer can you know be very very strong. Uh basically 8 12 13 14%. <laughs> wow. Um, All the way up to barley wine sort of Yeah. So that's that's where the term imperial comes from and it was then later um started to be applied to things like um imperial IPAs which is a very American thing where mm. they just like double or triple the amount of hops that would normally be in an IPA um and then often double or triple the amount of grain that will be in it yeah. that's, that's where you get your imperial ipas no, so I, I do remember uh hearing a little something about it and it was there was a very practical reason for why they did that uh shipping it to russia so shipping it to india i'd seem to recall it was uh to to sort of combat the length of the journey you'd have the extra hops and, and yes. the extra strength uh because it acts as disinfectant blah 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 there's arguments as to whether that's really the reasons and and all that type of thing but with uh, the Russian-style stouts, yes, uh, it was because the water was so cold that they had to make it stronger so that it didn't, so it didn't freeze. freeze. Yeah, okay. Which See, is that, that, it's very practical. It is very practical. Yeah. I like that. Okay. Uh, I mean, we can now go through the recipe now that we've covered uh, imperial <laughs> and what that means because yeah. I don't. I don't think we need to cover what stout. We is. do. We've already uh, covered. Um, uh, some of the aspects of stout and we in what in the white stout episode yeah um 
And we actually, so, so when we went to Double Barrel, that episode, yeah, that was an Imperial that Stout an Imperial episode as well. As well. Uh, but we didn't brew one ourselves at that point. No. So. And that didn't have lactose in either. It didn't have lactose in. Mm. So this one does have lactose in. So this is uh, an Imperial Milk Stout. Um, so the reason I'm using lactose is to try and get that, the sort of shortbread taste. Because mm. uh, shortbread has that sort of like butteryness uh, to it. So I'm kind of hoping that the lactose, because like I say, I've made this beer before and I've still got, I think, one or two bottles left of it. Ooh. And it's about Ooh. three years old. Yeah. And it's banging. Like, it's <laughs> really, really good. So I've tweaked the recipe um, from what we did the first time to what I would do now based off experience. Yeah. So the first time we did it, uh, we had um, multiple hop additions. Mm-hmm. Um, but multiple 60-minute hop additions. Okay. So it was, you know, you know, we were new to new to brewing, so it was like, okay, I'm going to use these different hops because it'll work out different. It's like, no, no, like, we know differently now. Yeah, so yeah. I've now just got one hop addition, yeah. like, right at the start, and it's just a big hit of Magnum. Okay. Like, that's, that's all I've went for because I just want the bitterness. So uh, have you gone for any aroma hops at all? No. None? So it's just bitterness? Yeah. Yeah, well, well, why like, would you? Yeah, Getting exactly. away the chocolate shop ginger. Yeah, this, yeah, yeah, yeah. No, the chocolate no shortbread. Ginger. Yeah, uh, like, I would like to see like ginger would have been quite nice in it. Make a little gingerbread stout. That'd be nice. Yeah. Oh well, so, it's an idea. Sorry. Um, and uh, obviously, I used lactose last time. I'll be using lactose this time. Mm-hmm. Um, and last time we used demerara sugar. Okay. Um, so it's all just ways of increasing the ABV without hugely increasing the body. Yeah, so um, th- that is a way that you're used by some Belgian breweries yes. and uh, others as as a means of getting a stronger beer is just literally add sugar because it ferments yeah. out really clean. Yeah, and you can use different types of sugar that impart like a little bit of flavour, but not too much. So I have went for uh, dark Belgian candy sugar. Yeah, there you go. So that's going to really sort of emphasise the the caramel treacle esque sort of mm. taste that I'm wanting. Um, so. I take you through the the recipe. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. So pale malt, mm-hmm. just like straight up two row UK pale malt. Okay, yeah. nice and easy. Um, I've gone for some biscuit malt, mm-hmm. about three percent of the grain bills biscuit malt. Okay. Then we've got chocolate give it a bit malt of bite, um, as well as so, so the the pale malt's not going to give much flavour when there's no. everything else there. But the biscuit malt might cut through, might give it a, yeah a bit more of that sort of biscuity bite yeah exactly in the background so it's uh, not just all roast and then we've got about five and a half percent of chocolate malt mm, which will give it some roast yep so that'll give it a nice bit of roast and then i've got about four and a half percent of carrot aroma okay i like i, I do like carrot aroma because <laughs> it's just absolutely fantastic the, the, the flavors and the smell you get off it mm. uh, make it just fantastic and it'll really emphasize that biscuitiness yeah which would be fantastic um and then we've got some flaked wheat in there okay. uh, for a bit of mouthfeel a bit of head retention um lactose <laughs> have you got the feeling that this is a beer that's going to be lacking in mouthfeel <laughs> ah, who knows <laughs> well, not, not, could always be more not now i've got the wheat in it yeah. Um, so yeah uh obviously we've got the lactose in there so lactose is a non-fermentable sugar yeah um, so that'll go in there and it will add sweetness and it'll add creaminess, uh, mm. but it will not ferment out. Yeah. So, so it will stay there. Yeah. That's, that's where the milk stout gets the milk from is the lactose. Uh, then we've got, um, dark candy sugar. 
which, as I said earlier, I should hopefully give a sort of like, sort of caramel molasses sort mm. of flavour, which I think will be really, really quite nice. And it'll help, uh, oddly enough, balance out the milk. Okay. Yeah. Mm. Because they're both sweet. They are but... both sweet. But the thing is, is that you're not going to get any of the sweetness from the sugar because that's going to mm. ferment out. But what you will get, what you will what you will get is that molasses dark sugar flavour. So okay. that should be quite nice. Um, uh, then yeah, then we've got a you know a reasonable hit of Magnum. Um, you know my IBUs are looking at about sixty five, sixty seven ish. So you know it's mm. you, you don't want really low um, IBUs. You still want a bitterness there because otherwise it's just going to be a sweet mess, mm. and it's not really what I'm after because no. you still want it to be drinkable. And you do want quite a high uh, IBU, something along those lines, because there's so much else going on that 60, 70 IBUs is just going to get hidden anyway. Yes, exactly. So. Yeah. Um, and then it's going to be, um, it's going to have some coconuts in Ooh, nice. during secondary. Um, now, I'm tossing up the idea of making a tincture with tequila. Tequila. Yeah, so basically um, a little bit later on while we're trying some beers, I'm also going to get a couple of shots of tequila. <laughs> um, we're going to try that and see whether or not the flavour profiles, whether mm. or not we think they're going to work. Because the first time I did it, I just put the coconut straight in, just in a hot bag and just dropped them in for seven days. Yeah. And that imparted a really nice chocolatey flavour. But I'm wondering, uh, based off the uh, Margarita Goza, that mm. I did, because I made a lime tincture with tequila at that point, there's that um, sort of like oaky flavour that you get from tequila. Yeah. And I'm wondering whether or not that might just add mm. a little bit extra kick. You know you know when you've got like a bit of boozy cake? <laughs> cake that's just, yeah, a yeah, little bit, a little more bit more boozy. Yeah. yeah. So I'm thinking, eh, maybe, yeah. maybe something like that. Te- tequila is a, an unusual choice, though. There, there are other... Barrel age things. Go on then. Uh, well, see, my instinct, as soon as you said sort of dark sugars and things like that, would be to go for oh, rum. A, oh, a rum would be nice. Yeah, like a, an old dark navy yeah. rum with the cacao nibs. Mm. I mean, I'll, I'll have a look up on the shelf because I think we've probably got some Havana kicking about up there somewhere. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, just a very sweet whiskey. That's not, uh, a, bad, that's not a bad show. Maybe a bourbon. I don't know. Okay, well, like well, 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 we'll, we'll, right. we'll have a look and I'll make the decision before the end of this episode okay. um, because, as usual, all of our ingredients are supplied by uh, the Malt Miller mm-hmm. um, where you can actually find this recipe uh, and you can buy it. You get all the ingredients you need um, except I'd, if I decide to put tequila in it, you ain't going to get any tequila <laughs> from them. Um, yeah, they don't sell tequila yet. No, but yeah... Um, in the, the recipe guide for that, I have put in tincture optional. So mm-hmm. you can just bang the coconibs in um, or you can do a tincture. I'll make that decision and I'll go through exactly how I'll be making a tincture during the episode if I decide to do that. <laughs> um, and then for the yeast, I've just went for um, a basic Irish ale yeast. Okay. Because yeah. that'll give it the the right sort of like fruitiness that I'll need, mm. um, and the right sort of esters. Because you know, like Irish ale yeast works fantastic for stouts. 
absolutely fantastic because yeah. I don't want a super clean ferment. I want something that's going to impart just a, just a little character. Yeah, and and there there is often um especially with the sort of ester heavy yeasts such as Irish and English yeah. certain strains of English ale yeast when they're paired with darker malts you sometimes it it's you you get a different type of ester you get more like a sort of raisiny sort of notes or like yes. rum and raisin sometimes even licorice yeah type things that, that that it just it just brings out these flavors in in the dark beers and they yeah. they can be lovely they can be a bit overwhelming sometimes and you can't taste anything else i mean be, they, i think to be honest in a in a 10 to 11 percent stout it's all going to be rather overwhelming (laughs) so (laughs) that's the plan uh, yeah that that is the plan um so yeah i mean that that's the recipe it's i mean i would say relatively basic Mm. but the the flavor profiles should all gel together really quite nicely yeah yeah. so i'm I'm quite looking forward to this one and um imperial stouts are one of those weird ones where yeah the recipe itself is often fairly straightforward it's it's more like process heavy yes and and more at the extreme ends of different spectrums and yeah so uh i i mashed relatively high Mm. um to give it a full body because i want i want to retain some of that that you know some of that sugar um and yeah i went for a 90 minute mash Mm. as opposed to a 60 minute mash just give it a the enzymes a bit longer to work um on the grain and just kind of draw out mostly for the color mm. to be honest i just really wanted that dark dark deep darkness of it yeah. i wanted to absorb light basically <laughs> that's what i'm after and your soul <laughs> well i mean hopefully not your soul yeah hopefully not hopefully not yeah. maybe after a few pints uh, it could happen <laughs> it could happen so yeah that's that's the recipe that's um you know there's not it's got an interesting history, the stout, but I mean, as we, we we covered quite a lot of that in previous episodes, you know, it's a very old style, mm. maybe not of this, you know, intensity, like with all the lactose and Belgian candy sugar and all of that. But yeah, it'll be an interesting one. Well, I think it's going to be an absolutely lovely beer. But before we go and get some outrageously delicious other <laughs> examples of the style... Uh, I think it's time for a little bit of beer ye, beer ye. It's time for the beer news. Always oh, got beer news. Yes. What have you got? Uh, a little bit of American homebrew news. Okay. Uh, today. I mean, we do know we have got uh, some listeners we from uh, America. So, you know, it's it's nice to just share all of the news yes. that's happening in the beer world. And, and it probably does help that it's been a very dry couple of weeks for UK beer news. Is that a pun? Um, that's not a good pun. No. Okay. Anyway, uh, so for uh, well, for a couple of years ago, uh, there was a quite big homebrew supplier in the states called Northern Brewer, right? Uh, that got bought out by AB InBev. Why were they trying to buy out homebrew there, suppliers? There were there were multiple theories. Um, one of them being that money wasn't the important thing. They were looking for sort of market info and that type of thing. It's it's, Crafty. It, it's this whole thing Crafty uh, but yeah um that wasn't a very popular move and a lot of no, people boycotted wasn't. northern borough because of 
uh, being bought by AB InBev. Uh, it, uh, not every home brewer does, but some of them like to keep tracks on things like independence and yes, blah, yeah, blah, blah, blah. Yeah. Um, well, they have now been bought by someone else who is not AB InBev. They are no longer bought by. The, they are no longer owned by them. Right. They have been bought by uh, Black Street Capital Holdings LLC. I mean, they don't sound better. No. But because I ain't never heard of them, and like <laughs> if they've got enough money to buy up something that big, that means that they that's probably either their actual name and we know them by something else, or that's something else and we know them by something else. No, I, I even from, from what I can tell, uh, it was a steal. The uh, AB and Bev was basically giving them away, right? Um, and uh, they are one of those companies that just owns a lot of companies. That's what yeah. I mean. Evil, evil, <laughs> evil, evil. Um, but uh, it, it sounds like they're not going to have any sort of uh, people looming over them, telling them what to do. They, they, they are relatively independent now, okay. even though they're not owned by themselves. Well, I mean, that's. That, I suppose it's better. I guess. I mean, I don't know. Like, if if you um, if this does affect you. Like, you know, if you are an American, this does affect you and you want to, like, get in touch to voice your views uh, on whether or not you think it's a good thing or not, uh, by all means, uh, please do get in touch um, on Twitter, um, you know, and just let us know how you feel about it. Yeah. So, yeah, let's uh, let's get a beer. I I think getting a beer is a good idea. Uh, but we're going to do something a little bit cheeky first. So Mm. uh, for people who listen... Uh, to some of our other episodes they might know of something called final gravity uh, and that's normally where we would do a special episode where we try three or four of our beers that we've done in the past and then just do little reviews we haven't done one in quite a while no um, been very lazy but we're going to change up the format so rather than doing a specific episode for final gravity we're going to start putting in a final gravity review in each of our episodes um, so this week we're going to do uh, the Margarita Goza from episode 20. Uh, so mm. if you don't know anything about that, have a little listen to episode 20. It was a Margarita Goza. Uh, yeah, so we're going to try that little beer. We'll give that a go. Yeah, let's do it. So what have we got here then? Uh, this is the Margarita Goza. Oh, I remember. Yes, I remember that. Yes, yes, yes. Um, this is one I was actually quite proud of because it was I've never taken a run at it before um, mm. and it seems to have come out I mean I think really quite well like you know it's it, it's got that sort of like pale straw sort of look head retention is yeah, looking yeah. pretty reasonable so this is served on keg so it's been forced carbonate we had a couple of bottles but you know I think keg's probably the best <laughs> way to serve this about three yeah. and a half degrees reasonably well carbonated and yeah, yeah, yeah. The head, the head stuck around for for. And nice I time. mean, on the nose, the the tequila and lime is there. Yeah, like, yeah, and pretty big. I re- I do remember the the tincture. Oh, the made. tincture, bloody hell, that, that was <laughs> awesome. Like, I, I'm so tempted because I've still got some of that tequila left in bottle, and I'm just so tempted just add a great lime into it <laughs> and just go right there. You go. Guess what? We've got lime tequila. Lime if tequila. you want tequila, you've got lime tequila. <laughs> Just because I think it's it'd be tasty. quite nice. So, I mean, you're not a fan of sours. Not so hugely. I'm going to let you go in first All right. and see how you feel about it. Because well, I think I'm probably going to like it just because I like sours anywhere. First off, there is that hint of a smell of sour beer. Yeah. Um, but it's not overpowering. It's not like uh, you get some sort of 
four uh, percent Berliner devices where you yes. give them a big sniff and it's just like, oh, that's that's yeah, a sour that's going to be sour. That's going to be sour. Yeah. Whereas you don't get too much of that. No, but, but the, the thing is, the you don't necessarily want that with a goza. You don't want that full on sourness. It's not supposed to be a full on sour. And beer. rightfully so, because you know sour's horrible. <laughs> They're not <laughs> it's horrible. Not, it's not. I'm joking. <laughs> I, I'm being silly. You are being silly. Uh, but yeah, so like this, this is one that I ended up having to back sour with lactic mm. acid uh, because uh, the acidulated malt didn't quite take it down as far in the pH that I wanted. So uh, during bottling, as I was adding the tincture to it, what I actually did is I also added some lactic acid and tested it mm. to the point where it was as, as sour as I wanted it to be. And it allowed me much more control than, say, a kettle souring or using the acidulated malt yeah, would have allowed. Yeah. And and there is a hint of that tartness there. And as you say, it's not sour. It's not like a, a, a face-puckering uh, sourness. But there's that big flavour of lime as well, which mm. just makes it zesty and, and really like um, zingy rather than sharp. Yes, it's, it's, yeah. Yeah, it's lovely. Well, that's it. Like, like, I think... Because I've, I've had a little taste. I mean, I've been trying this. Like I say, I've got it on keg, so I've actually been drinking it, um, you know on and off for the last sort of like week or two mm. and i really like it because like, like my intention was to try and create recreate something that i had when i was over in florida visit my brother mm-hmm. uh where i think cigar city had done a margarita sour and i was or margarita goza sorry and i was like i just really want to kind of do that and just aiming for that margarita taste and i think it's there like you know yeah like you've got the the salt for the rim of the glass and then you've got that lime tequila hit and the sourness of the lime that you would get with a margarita, like, I'm, yeah. yeah, that's good. I'm reasonably yeah. pleased with with this beer. Yeah, like, and and don't forget, you can find the recipe uh, on Malt Miller. Yeah, yeah, like you know, if if you want to give it a go, give it a go. Um, please pay attention to water treatment for yeah. this because the acidulated malt that I've put into it, um, it for our water, it wasn't quite enough to bring the pH down um so i mean you're looking for sort of your, your ph level realistically after the acidulated malt you're looking at about three and a half um is what you're looking for your ph yeah. so if you need to back sour it by all means back sour it to taste um but yeah just pay attention to that water treatment that's the best advice i've got lovely uh yeah and should we get another beer to try yep Right, what have we got here then, Mike? We have the first of our Imperial Milk Stouts. Oh. Mm. Well, this, this one's not super Imperial. It is Milk Stout. Okay. I mean, what's, what's the percentage? 6.8. Okay, so I mean, it's it's slightly on the weekend of Imperial. I think really, you yeah. know, we'll, 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 we'll let it fly. All right. It's an Imperial Session Stout. Oh, Session Imperial. Right, okay. Yeah. I like the sound of this. Oh, it's something. Does that mean I can have a lot of them? Yes. Cool. Please do. Uh, so this is from Thornbridge, right. very well-respected brewery, and uh, it is called Coco Wonderland. Oh, right. Okay. So um, yeah. what, what, what's it got on the back of the bottle there? Let's have a little look. Uh, it's It goes into a bit more depth than some breweries do on what the various ingredients are. It does specify which hops it has used, in this case, Magnum. Well, same apparently it strikes the perfect balance between sweet milk chocolate and roasted coffee bitterness. Get, get, get some of it in your face right, okay. and see how you feel about it. Um, so hops, uh, Magnum. That's handy. I use Magnum too. I feel like they're copying off me. Mm. Um, brewed and bottled by Thornbridge. Mine has not been. Um, what else we got? So yeast, cork and nibs, lactose, 
Yeah, I mean, pretty much all I was expecting from a, um, a chocolate porter, mm. to be honest. And, and the aroma is definitely chocolate. Yeah? Big chocolate, yeah. Almost sort of hot chocolate levels. Oh, wow. Of just, yeah, cocoa. Uh, that's smells, the name, I guess. Yeah, it, it, and the thing is, is it's very full in, like, fragrance. Like, I'm expecting big things from it. Is it? It's smooth. Okay. It's big and smooth. It's... Um, yeah, not not much of that sort of um, coffee roast bite, but it's the roast is there. It's it's quite smooth and subtle, and but the chocolate. Then the chocolate is is definitely that big is, as well. That, that is big, big on the chocolate. I mean, mm. you know, to be honest, if you're going to call something Coca Wonderland, then <laughs> and, and not have know, any chocolate in it. Exactly, like it, it to, to, for me, if something's a Wonderland, you you're just surrounded by it, and you're all excited, and you don't know where you're going to go. You're like a child in a theme park. Of chocolate, mm. it is still. Um, I am. I am getting malt though as well. So yeah. you, you you get some flavored beers that that go very far into the realms of flavorings, um, and they it almost get to the point where it's not actually beer anymore. Almost. Yes. No. 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 Yeah. I know what Whereas you mean. This is still beer with a lot of chocolate in it. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, like, I'm not getting um, a lot of the coffiness, like you say. I'm not getting a lot of that sort of bit of roast, but the. It's not overpowering on the chocolate. No. It is just really, really nice. And a good level of bitterness, I think, to help balance it out. So it's not super sweet. Mm, especially that, with the lactose. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I was expecting it to be um, I know, a lot more creamy, I think. Creamy? Yeah, because normally when things have lactose in, you've normally got... You end up with that, I've just had a glass of milk sort of like clamminess in your mouth. Yeah, milk mouth. Milk mouth. There you yeah. go. I didn't realise it had a such a <laughs> perfect word, Mike. Milk mouth. You end up with milk all one mouth. word. Oh yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. All them. Oh, I've got a right case of milk mouth. <laughs> milk mouth all over my face. Uh, should we? Should we do another one? Yeah, let's have another beer. We're just going to be talking about milk mouth. What is the next imperial milk stout? Uh, it's an invisible wall. Ooh. We have to lick it. Okay. You have to lick the invisible wall. I'm not going to. Okay. Well, actually, uh, the good thing is it's a beer called Invisible Wall by Elusive Brewing. Ah, um, there it is. There it is. There's the six th- degrees. There, six degrees of Andy Parker immediately, right? Yay. Zero. They, brilliant. It is. Um, so, yeah, it is Imperial Milk Stout with bourbon-smoked cacao nibs. Mm. I, keep, I, I don't know. what, what Is it cacao, coca? I, I, does it matter? Cacao, cocoa, uh, cocoa. Coca nibs. There you go. I'm, I'm settling on okay. that. Um, and coffee. So it's yeah. 8.2%. So, you know, just sneaking in there for the old imperial bit, uh, which works really well. Um, and doesn't really go into too much as to uh, what the hops are or the yeast. It does obviously state lactose, sugar, uh, coffee, and coca nibs. Um, so, yeah, bourbon soaked. Hmm. I did mention maybe bourbon. You did mention maybe bourbon. So I've got um I've got the tequila out uh, and I've been sipping on that. Um <laughs> and I think you're right. I think probably the tequila's not going to be it the best. It would option. be interesting. It would be interesting. That's the thing. Interesting, but mm, I kind of want to play maybe on the safe side. So I'm, mm. I've got some uh, spiced rum there and I've tried that. Um, so potentially spiced rum, but I'm also thinking about maybe something along the lines of like. You know, like Kraken or OVD, you know, like mm, really dark, spiced. like really dark yeah. Demerara and just really lean into that with the, you know, the Belgian candy sugar. So, mm. yeah. Um, if you are interested in doing a tincture, it may as well mention it because obviously 
you've got soaked nibs here. Um, I'll basically just be doing exactly the same as I did with the Margarita Gosa. So I'll be taking the nibs and I'll just be putting them in probably about 200 mil of uh, my selected rum, whichever one I happen to go for, uh, leaving them for about, I reckon, two weeks. Um, And then it'll be going in just before bottling. And then that should really kind of bring out the flavor. So if you're not going to do that, you can just go for dry nibbing which is a lot like dry hopping, but, but, with, nibs, yeah. but with coca nibs. Just get, just put them in a bag, make sure you sterilise the bag, um, and once fermentation is finished, drop them in. Uh, the alcohol content, especially of this beer, will be more than enough to sterilise. Uh, I'd have thought, so don't worry too much about it. And then put them in, leave them for about seven days, or until the beer's tasting as chocolatey as you want it, take mm. them out and then rack it. Yeah, it's, it's one of the, the good things about tinctures is that certain... Certain flavours in uh, physical foods are extracted from water. They're, yeah. they're sort of water-soluble, but some of them are extracted a lot better with alcohol. Yes. And and so by having something that is 40% or above, especially if you're going like a navy rum, 50-something percent, yeah. Yeah, ooh, uh, that, that will be very good at extracting certain flavours. Uh, but then if you're doing like a 12% beer anyway, that given time, that's just going to be just as good. So yes, yeah, exactly. Worry. Uh, I mean, I don't think I'll be using a navy rum because then I feel like I'll have to get some sort of anchor tattoo. I'm not, yeah, really, I'm not really in for that. No, you, you'll have to make do with your octopus. I will have to make do with octopus. So should we try this beer then? This, uh, oh, this really nice so. imperial milk stout? Yeah, straight off the nose, you can tell that is the smell of a strong dark beer. There's, oh, yeah. yeah. It's, but very clean roast as well. Mm. Like very clean. It, it, like the, the, the beer we tried beforehand was very, very chocolatey like straight yeah, off the bat whereas but, this has got a very sort of clean roast mm. like a dry state well there, there's there's literal coffee in it so literal coffee yeah as opposed to figurative coffee well because some people you know it's the coffee notes in various roasts and it's like yeah but it's not ro- it's not actual coffee it, it, this is actual coffee i've tried it yeah it's really good okay <laughs> i like talk it talk about it whilst i drink some yeah so the the dryness is there but the the, the sweetness like straight off the bat is absolutely fantastic but very i know subtly done mm. like it's it, it's not like a big punch in the face um so the thornbridge one i found the sweetness was reasonably heavier uh whereas this one tends to be a little bit more subtle yeah uh, yeah not, I can see that. not quite as bitter yeah but with the higher percentage you know i'd be expecting it to be slightly sweeter anyway um and the chocolate's a lot more subtle, but the coffee's much yeah. more present. It's it's a lot more balanced across the board, like the coffee and the chocolate and and the beer. Uh, but just they sync up very well because you have got a little bit of that sort of dark sugar, rummy note yeah. coming in, uh, almost yeah, rummy dryness. Mm. Um, that's a b- potentially from the yeast as much as from uh, anything else, because there there is brown sugar in that. Is there? Did I remember uh, that well, right? there's, there's, there's sugar. It doesn't state which colour. Ah, there we go. But it's just, just, just sugar. But I'd imagine probably brown. Mm. But uh, interesting thing about sugar, though. Um, I, I did a job up at um, British Sugar, and what, I, hang on, what's happening? I'm going to tell you an interesting <laughs> thing about uh, like the difference between kind of brown sugar and white sugar. Okay, go on. Um, so if you buy brown sugar, unless it's unrefined uh, brown sugar, what you've actually got is white sugar. That's been dyed with molasses, oh. not actually brown sugar. Okay. 
So, so unrefined brown sugar. So is the so, way so, to go. so unrefined brown sugar is actually the raw sugar, and is that's where you will get the natural sugar tastes from. Whereas if you buy just standard brown sugar, what you've got is white sugar, refined white sugar, that's been dyed with molasses. Right. So you know, if if what you're interested in is the actual raw sugar tastes, then you have to make sure you are buying uh, proper dark sugar or brown sugar. And not- I assume the Belgian candy so, sugar. So, so the Belgian candy sugar is a proper unrefined, unrefined. sugar. Um, whereas if you just went down to you know your local supermarket and went, I'll just buy some brown sugar, you're getting a processed product essentially. Wow. So yeah, and that was uh, sugar talk. Yeah. We're going to do a whole new podcast on Sugar Talk <laughs> coming up soon. Yeah, the sequel um, to Salt Talk, was it? So like, th- this was uh, bottled 2017. Okay. Um, and, I mean, beers like this, they benefit from ageing. Mm. Um, yeah, you definitely you know. develop a rounded malt to it. Yeah, um, everything just has a, a time to kind of settle out and settle down, which just, I think, works really, really well. Um, so, like, the beer I'm brewing today, um, I, I mean, I'll be trying that after, like, you know, three or four weeks in the bottle, but I know from experience from the from brewing it last time that it doesn't really start to come into its own until it's been in there at least six months, because mm. that's when the the chocolate notes really start to come out. Yeah, I can uh, I can I can see that. Uh, yeah, I'm, I'm starting to pick up all d- different sorts of things now. Like, because uh, it, it's it's the bourbon uh, the the coffee was aged in bourbon, is it or not soaked? No, it was soaked, wasn't it? Because I'm, I'm starting bourbon to... soaked, cork and nibs, and coffee. Yeah, I'm starting to get that sort of vanilla-y um, bourbon mm. edge to it. Yeah, uh, the you know the part of the flavour that bourbon extracts from the oak because it's always fresh oak yes. with bourbon, isn't it? Yeah. So it is is that sort of vanilla-y oak, and it's yeah, that is starting to come starting through, to shine through. Yeah, um, now that there's that as well as everything, it's tasting even more balanced out. Yeah, so, I think it's just as fantastic. it warms up, it's coming coming through a little bit mm. more. Yeah. Uh, should we try another another beer? Oh, it's a good one. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Right, what have we got here then, Mike? We, we've got something... Ah, uh, dear. <laughs> <laughs> you don't know what it is, do you? Uh, Just I, don't, read, I don't think even they know what it read is. Read the words on the front okay, of the can. Okay, so this is Wonder Beyond. Yeah. yeah, I've had some fantastic beers from yeah. them. Uh, it is 11%. Ooh. Uh, it is called Scoop. Yep. And it is an imperial black mint choc chip ice cream IPA. Ah, God, my head hurts. It's so. Is it? I mean, it's dark, <laughs> right? It's dark, so yeah. when it says um, imperial black, does that mean that it's that's where the dark is, or is the black mint? Have they used black mint as opposed to regular mint? Because it's definitely not an IPA, or it's a black IPA. So does the black at the start mean that... Uh, does that... Cal. Uh, what? Cal. I think you have to stop thinking so hard oh, about God. this type of thing. I think... Um, I just don't, I don't understand what it is, Mike. <laughs> I think uh, maybe people need to wa- write I, to Wonder Beyond. Can I touch and, the can? And, yeah. It's a beautiful can. Oh, There's God, those lovely looks... little um, hop scuba divers. Everywhere. Right. Okay. So the reason we have this one is because of the um, the chocolate chip ice cream section of it. Yeah. Um, and the Imperial. And the imperial section. And so it's got lactose, uh, choc chip. I mean, I don't know. Like Me and Chris were talking about this uh, yesterday when I talked to him about this beer. And he said, so do you think you're going to be able to taste the individual chips? 
like like why call it chalk chip not chocolate bar yeah. because like i mean it's it's very specific isn't it chalk, chalk chips do have a, a slightly different flavor they, they do but does that mean that they've put chocolate chips in because like you said the there's not a lot of information on no. here because it was basically they've just put their address the allergens uh vegetarian friendly um because of the lactose because of the lactose um hops fade fast store cool drink fresh and the the design is oh it's just banging though isn't it like yeah. you've got a hop corn there with glasses on scuba diving uh scooping up mint chocolate chip jellyfish mm. with a cone yeah like, how does it smell it smells minty and chocolatey it smells like chocolate chip ice cream yeah that doesn't smell like an 11 percent beer I, to be honest like um i absolutely love mint chocolate chip ice cream Same. so this yeah. is gonna be banging for me oh you've went in what's it in. like jesus that's 11 percent. i don't believe it that's so oh, my oh no God. i can feel the burn now that's 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 tummy burn that's not mouth burn oh that is the that is the creamy boy mm. right there isn't it that's good yeah. that is really good big sweet chocolatey the mint's there just to add a little bit of zing. It's not dominating. I still like don't some know what is. it is, though. Because I, I wouldn't really say it, it's an IPA. That's the thing. Oh, no, it's, it's not an IPA. It's not a black IPA. It's not a black IPA. It's not, an, it, it's not a white IPA. It's not a whatever I, IPA. It's. I would say that this, is, bear with me, this is a black white stout. Okay. And if it is, <sighs> if it is, it's the first white stout I think they've managed to nail stout on. There's, <laughs> there's no white stout I've ever tried that I went. No, you're right. That is a stout, and being fooled. Mm. Like, but it's that, not even. It, it's not even definitely a stout. It's it's definitely not. I wouldn't say it is a stout. I mean, they don't say it's a stout. Um, so if you, if anybody from Wonder Beyond happens to listen to this episode, because we will tag you in on the old social yeah. media bit. Can you get in touch and just try and break this down for us, please? Or, you know, yeah. we'll come down to you. You can tell us all about it. Or you can come to us and sit in my living room and tell us all about it. Uh, it's up to you. But I'd like to talk to somebody from Wonder Beyond about this. The, now I'm tasting it more and more. The, once okay. once the mint chocolate and uh, the beeriness is gone, there is, there is like a tiny hoppy fruitiness in the background. I Wait. think they're not... It's it's they're not out of bounds for calling it IPA. I, I maybe it's a stretch, but it's not out of bounds. No, I, I can see what you mean, but the, like the the flavor profile is it's very complex. It's not it. I don't know. It's it's very difficult to put into words. It's not all over the place. It doesn't not work. That's the <laughs> thing. It works really well, but I don't know what it is. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I agree. I think I'm gonna. I think maybe we should go so I can sit down and contemplate. Yeah, how, how much <laughs> go and sit in the woods and finish this. Yeah, just, just finish it. this beer. Uh, out of all of them, yeah, because that one is so interesting. That's that's my beer of the show. I want right to drink more of it because I, I i don't understand it I, it, it's, it's just it's yeah. it's too weird and wonderful they've so, wandered beyond they have wandered beyond well done keep catching those mint chocolate chip jellyfish yeah um so yeah uh we're gonna we're gonna leave you there and as usual if you um listen on itunes spotify any basically any way that you can leave a review please please do think about leaving a review 
and it helps us out uh we don't really advertise anywhere we definitely don't pay for advertising anywhere and you know things like reviews word of mouth just spreading it about a bit really helps our visibility out uh which helps us get to more people uh and it also gets more people talking to us which is really good yeah um if you do have any questions uh on the recipe on this show on any of the other ones do get in touch we will try to get back to you as quickly as we can uh we both have full-time jobs so you know sometimes it can be a day or two but we will try to get to you as quickly as possible um if you've got any questions on things like equipment uh please speak to our partners the malt miller because they are absolutely fantastic um for their level of equipment and their home brewing supplies in general just you know, yeah it's out of this world and they're lovely people they are lovely people and they're always happy to help um so yeah you can find this recipe at themaltmiller.com and you know .co.uk. yeah i can uh, it's the <laughs> internet if you just google the malt miller you'll find it yeah. or whatever search engine you prefer to use it's up to you um so yeah that's pretty much about yeah. it for me do do we know what we're brewing next uh well i'm actually brewing in about two days um so this is a little cheeky bonus um so the recipe is on uh the malt miller at the moment and i'm going to beautiful days so those of you who probably listened uh last year will have um heard about the beautiful days festival that i go to i always brew beer uh to take down to that and uh we may do a little short episode on the beer i'm doing there but it's going to be a pineapple ice cream pail mm. that's that's what i'm planning um whether we do an episode on it or not i'm not really sure but you know i don't know what you're brewing next i haven't decided well i'm sure we'll uh, we'll keep the the people um you know apprised of that knowledge yes at some point <laughs> um so yeah that's about it from me yeah so uh thank you very much yeah bye bye